It's been hard for me to get a little peace and quiet around here to record this, so I'll make this quick. Mrs. Brightside is brought to you by Judgment. Let ye who is without sin have the precious breath. And this week's episode just so happens to fall on our guest's birthday, so be sure to wish Chris Cope a happy birthday. I love how it worked out like that, guys, so enjoy the bright side of goals with birthday boy Chris Cope. Such a sweet, sweet thing till they got a hold of me. Open doors for little old ladies. I help the blind to see. I got no friends cause they read my Twitter. And they can't be seen with me. And I'm getting real shot down and I'm feeling mean. No more Mrs. Brightside. No more Mrs. Glee. No more Mrs. Brightside. They say I'm sick. I'm a see. Hey guys, you're listening to Mrs. Brightside, where the glass is always half full. It's your CBT on CBD. And yeah, I did that while high perfectly this time. You know, it only gets better, guys. I have another comedian here, you know, since we all need CBT. But um, introduce yourself, sir. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was so weird. Is that your state of mind or... I mean, I'm definitely relaxed. Uh, no, I'm Chris Cope. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? We're having fun? I'm enjoying myself. I'm in Burbank. See, Chris is obviously a stand-up because he thinks we have an audience here. And we we really don't. Like, we have some listeners later, but I like that. They're like, hey, how's everybody doing? Like, like they're really out there right yeah, now. Man, like, yeah, man, let's start. I'm, that's, that's an open welcome yeah. to the world. Yeah, hello from Burbankish. Oh, we're, this is 100% Burbank. Unfortunately, like, the address... Like, it's so weird how this is. It's like, you have WB, which is Burbank, and then this is technically Los Angeles, like, part of, like, Lake Hollywood. Really? Yeah, and, like... And wow. then Toluca Lake is on the other side of the street, and Universal City is across the street. It makes it's no sense. It's funny there's, like... Yeah. L- LA is, like, 12 cities. Yeah. But sometimes the city is five blocks. Yeah. And that's what I'll say is weird. It's like I've lived in different areas of the town. Just like I lived, and I would just say Hollywood because it was Hollywood. But it was that weird little area that was like on the line of Hollywood and West Hollywood. So I had like West Hollywood zip code. I know what you mean. Yeah. That that, that Fairfax area. Yeah, pretty well. Yep. It's like, see, you know, exactly. That's what separates the poor from the, the less poor. Yeah. 
I know, and that's what you learn in L.A. Like in Dallas, it was pretty well highways that divided it, so you really wouldn't get a lot of nah, spillover. Here it's streets. Yeah, here it's like yeah, they could easily walk over. You know, they get bored, they're gonna go to your neighborhood, and they're gonna rob your ass. Yeah. It's okay. I've only had my car broken into once in L.A. in five years. I I consider myself lucky. Yeah, that's good. I mean, to me, I've only been attacked by homeless people, never really like robbed or huh. uh, nothing broken into. So like that's that's pretty good, but also I'm very like, was it several at once or is it was it just oh just I used to be the barker for West Side Comedy that was one of my first jobs here in L A and um in that promenade they would often come up and just I mean I had one literally pick me up like come up behind me grab me and try to pick me up and take me away and I'm like because I'm crazy I just like. He knocked him off and was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And then I realized yeah. it was a homeless guy, like, and then the security's like, man, I'm not going to do anything. And so I quit doing that, because the 20 bucks and some stage time isn't worth it. <laughs> nah, not, not to get pilfered by a hobo. Yeah. It's like, people think, and dude, me coming from Texas, I thought Santa Monica was safe, but it's honestly one of the worst areas in this uh, whole area. Yeah, there's a lot of just sad homeless. Yeah, because they actually have a bus that dumps them off at this church in uh, Park and Lincoln Avenue. Um, I think they bust them in from Beverly Hills and stuff. But it's like, you know, because Santa Monica loves the homeless. They're like, why don't we just dump them here? It's pretty awful, but... Well, because you know West Hollywood and Beverly yeah. Hills, they, they get rid of them. They get rid of them, and they put them in Santa Monica. Yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's just that, like, it's at Nambi, not in my backyard. Yeah. Like, as soon as they see one person that's drifted too far west... Yeah. All right, man. Take yeah. you to the ocean. I know, and then the you know I can it's imagine if I was only yeah. My dog loves to bite herself. She's kind of a cutter in her old age. Um, Zephyr, hey, I just saw you like pull yourself. <laughs> I gotta give her a bath, but she's so old, like I can't put her up on those things. And I, well, I mean, but luckily at this apartment they have like a little doggy bathing area. So yeah. If her mommy would ever take her out, but it's been so cold. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's not fair. Yeah. yeah. She might get a cold. Yeah, like, and she's a fluffy snow dog, but she's also old. And, you know, me, I'm like, you know, Texas born, California raised for the last five years. I don't like cold either. How about you? It sucks ass, doesn't it? I don't mind it. I really don't mind it at all. I, I honestly wouldn't mind it if I were paying cold weather prices. But because I live in L.A. and they're always like, it's warm and it's like so sunny. That's why we pay more. Well, now, what is your fucking deal? Yeah. <laughs> right. cold. Excuse me. You're going to get great weather eight months out of the year, though. Yeah. It's that quarter of the year that just sucks. It's like, that shit happens. Yeah, it's basically it's not that bad. Texas. Yeah. Just put something warm on. Yeah. I know, just layers. I love jackets. I wish it could just be jacket weather all year, but, yeah. I wish I could wear a cardigan every morning. Yeah. You're a cardigan guy? I don't mind. I like sweaters. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. Oof. Yeah, sweaters are good for boobs, and we both have boobs. Mm-hmm. I can make my boobs out. I know. I wish this was video, if you could see this. Just like um, Terry Crews. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. I've got gifts. Yeah. It's magical. Yeah. I That's... wish I could make my boobs do that. But I can't. I tried. It's okay. Yeah. So, um, what are we talking about the bright side of? The bright side of goals. Goals. Having goals, man. 
And not the hockey kind, like the no, like the and yeah achievements, yeah. things that you're actively going after in your life, trying to better yourself or or better yourself, and you know, personally or professionally or whatever. And two, I always thought that that's what everybody who came out here had, but I've learned that people don't really understand goal setting. Like, what is your process on goal setting? I mean, there's no manual for the success yeah. that I want, so I just take. No, it everybody's more. different. Yeah, and it's like there's a certain point where. Some of this information or things I'm trying to go for, I don't know how it works anymore. Like, I've gotten to a level in my career where it's like, shit, I need... Uh, you can't go further without representation. Like, you literally can take yeah. yourself to a certain point, and then you need a damn good manager and a damn good agency to push you, to put you in the right situation, to be making the calls to the producers that are like, hey, you need to have so-and-so on your show. And I finally got that manager now. So, it's I got one piece of the puzzle. Yeah, and that's something that I'm to that point where, you know, same thing. I've taken myself this far. I mean, I self-produce this, do all of my own stuff. But it's like when you have too much stuff and also, you know, you need to start getting paid for this because you're putting so much time into it and you've done it like you need management. And it's and it sucks, especially for somebody like me who kind of hates people and doesn't like to rely on people. But it's a reality. Yeah, but it's, it's what it is, man. Yeah, you and you sort of have to have a whole team in this business. Not just, you know... No, every, every, 100%. Every single successful person I know has a team of just a squad of people helping them move forward. Yeah. You know, because it's at that point you're a business, and a business needs employees, and that's what your agents and managers are. They're employees of you. They work for you. You give them a percentage of your money. Yeah, and I think that's what people don't ultimately understand about this business, specifically comedy especially, is that you are the product, and you are selling you. But eventually, you have to, like you say, branch out and get employees and people that work for you because, like, you know, you can't be doing all the jobs if you're out well, there. Well, if you're focusing product. on yourself yeah. and, your, and your comedy or whatever it is, or if you're working, it's like that's why you have people in your life to help. Like your manager who makes the. And also, I love my manager because he does my dirty work. Like, yeah. Not, not like in a legal way, but like if I gotta fire someone or if I gotta, like, complain that's it he he's my mouthpiece you know yeah which, i love that yeah it's yeah. like so you don't have to do it i mean i don't gotta be the bad guy yeah that takes a lot of the weight off my shoulders makes firing someone a lot easier when you don't gotta pull the trigger yourself just order it <laughs> no yeah um because not everyone loves firing i don't know if you're a big king of the hill fan like I know the show. Oh, okay. Like, do, do, have you seen the one where Dale has to quit exterminating? So he goes into this, uh, like, you know, paper company or something, and, like, he hates it at first until they realize Dale basically has no soul, and so they put him in HR just specifically to fire people. <laughs> and he loves it so much. Because <laughs> so he just doesn't care. You're fired. And, and that's the beauty of agents and managers and stuff like that, is most of them are true sociopaths, but that's what makes them good at their job. I think a lot of people yeah. are good sociopaths. I'm, yeah. I'm not exactly the most emotional human being. <laughs> no, I care about people and things. I obviously... I love... I feel love. Mm. No, I don't think I'm crazy. Yeah. My therapist doesn't, but she can just be using me for money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, your therapist is another team of people that I've heard that I need because all my friends have therapists. Um, but I thought my psychology degree sort of qualified me, but I feel like I'm basically just Roger from American Dad. Like, I have my, 
I am a pretend PR person for myself. I'm a pretend <laughs> therapist. You know, I have a lot of different characters. I've heard of uh, people doing that, like pretending to be their own manager. Uh, yes, people on this podcast have done that. <laughs> I was afraid of getting tripped up. No, like I, I have different email signatures and different windows to make sure I don't do that. Mm-hmm. You are crazy. I oh, know. Help me. The door's just locked. No, I'm pretty sure the people next door just literally have that place as a murder room. So if you're gonna get murdered, like I, <laughs> I've, I've thought about telling them, like I won't tell the police if they let me use it too and like split the cleaning fee. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I'm like that. My name is Chris Coe. Yeah. No, uh, if you're hearing this right now, I might be dead. Well, I've been eaten. <laughs> I was not healthy. Yeah, you put you on the grill out there. Yeah. You know, I think cannibalism is pretty cool. No, I don't, I don't have to stop you there. No, I don't think I can ever eat a human being. I don't know. If I was pretty hungry, like you know, say my mom. I mean, but at that, that point, like you're doing things not outside the normal realm of thought and behavior, mm-hmm. so. I think at that at that level, we're all capable of anything. So, I don't know, I'll just argue at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I've always been fascinated by cannibalism. I was probably seeing Silence of the Lambs as a young girl and thinking, you know, wanting to be Clary Starling. So I was like, yeah, probably thought that was pretty cool. But you don't, I mean... Every time I see Chianti, I think about... Oh, uh, God. In, in my hometown, one of the famous things more recently, like in the early 2000s, I think, there was some dude who cooked up his girlfriend and ate her. Made uh, the Today Show. Made nationals. You never make me dinner. <laughs> yeah. You, my cooking. Yeah, I would be afraid, too, after this conversation. That's funny. I'm a decent cook. Yeah. I love cooking. What do you so, like to cook? Uh, whatever it says in the bag. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, um, uh, our mutual friend Sam, we, her and I have been cooking together, like, make, like I'll make dessert and a side dish, and she'll bring the thing, and, and, you know, because we're both, you know, struggling artists, so we're like, we'll just go to each other's houses and cook, or... Oh, man, I did a show last night at Buca de Peppa. Oh, man, good Italian food. Yeah, it was a corporate thing, so we all went up and did our time. And they fed us ridiculously. And then at the end, they're like... Yeah, because that's not cheap. That's why I don't go to Buka. I don't have that kind of money. It's definitely... Yeah. You can tell it... Like, I'm on an Olive Garden budget. Or actually a Fazoli's budget. There's no Fazoli's anywhere. No. Now. No. It's... it's a, you have a better chance of getting crack on K in the next six hours than finding a Fazoli's. Um, I could probably just walk around this apartment complex and find oh, some crack. Oh, indictment on the property where you live. They call used to call it the Cokewood. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Yeah, they, after the show, they gave us a ton of metal tins. Oh. And let us just take. So I took home two things of pasta and like one thing of like four uh, chicken parmesans. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> My roommates. I was. I was. I was oh, greeted yeah. with a hero's welcome. Uh, as as you would be, and pasta is one of those things. I'm not a big leftovers person. But, like, pasta, pizza, like, those leftovers are pretty good. Yeah, because you just put more cheese on them. Heat up really well, good. see, I can't eat cheese, but, you know, oh, I'm like, oh. Oh, poor thing. Yeah. How come? Because I'm allergic to whey protein, which is why I can't have dairy. It just makes me vomit. You know. I know. I once didn't even go Damn. in my room as a little kid because someone spilled Parmesan cheese in there. And even after a week, I was like, no, I can still smell it. I, I can't. It's the worst. That's terrible. For me. Yeah. 
I know. Oh, like, it's like whenever there are other people tell me, like, they're gluten-free. You know, they have celiacs and they can't have beer or Chinese food. And I'm like, that's that's what I live on. So, like, I can imagine it's the same. I can eat anything I fucking want. I damn sure do. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, like, you know, back to goals. It's like, is there, like, a goal meal or goal place for food you want to try? Because I was a big fan of Anthony Bourdain, so I'm like, I love food and talking about it and seeing places. You know what's funny? As I've gotten older, my sweet tooth has gotten more refined. So now, like, when I want to play, I'm like, if I want a dessert, I just won't go. No, I'll go to Ralph's and get some of the frozen section. Yeah. L.A., before, I'll go to Sweet Lady Jane's or something. That's oh, like, yeah, Sweet Lady Jane's That's just amazing. like, I'll spend $15 on a fucking dessert, but... That's gonna that's gonna make my month, you know. They got this thing in Sweet Lady Jane's I love. It's uh, chocolate flan over chocolate cake. Oh man, that sounds pretty good. Holy shit! You got the egginess, you got the chocolate, you got the cake, and it's just like that place. If you're ever in LA, whoever's listening, and you're visiting or you live here, go to Sweet Lady Jane's if you don't already. It's take a date for just for dessert. To oh yeah. On. I really like, um, there's this, I think it's a Vietnamese, because it's a French-inspired Asian bakery, and they have a few here, but it's, I think, a national chain, but it's so good. There's one in Northridge, I think is the closest to us, or Koreatown, but two Le Jours, and it's amazing. Like, really? their sponge cake is just to wow. die for, and I'm like, oh, man, it's a little weird hidden <clears throat> gem, but I'm like, it's delicious. Do you watch the Great British Bake Show on uh, Netflix? No. <laughs> That show has drawn me. I love nailed it, but that's because that's more pure. That's more comedy. Yeah. But this show, man, I hate when like a show draws me in. Like I start loving the characters, <laughs> and I get upset when they lose or they mess up. And I'm like, come on, Raul, you you could have did better than that. Yeah, that's why I don't watch like stuff like Shark Tank because I would feel like too bad because these are real people who aren't getting their dreams fulfilled like, or their goals met. Some of them have unrealistic expectations. I love yeah. when a guy comes in, he's like. I want half a million dollars for two percent stake in my company. Oh. Wait, so you're saying your company's worth two hundred million or hundred million, whatever? Yeah, like some of these people didn't do their research, and I know Mark Cuban, so I'm like, oh, Mark, I know you're so cheap. <laughs> he is a cheap. Is he a cheap guy? Yeah, but like not in like a bad way. I think he's just he's frugal. He doesn't spend money on like clothes or like. You know, meals. He's more of an IHOP guy in the Gap versus like you know. And his wife's the same way. They're they're pretty frugal, but you know that's why he still has all that money. But he's a good he's a good investor. I mean, that's sort of how he made his millions. I just wish. Wrong. I, I love IHOP. Yeah, IHOP is the bomb. Those Harvest Grain Up pancakes. Very very crepes. Yeah, crepes. Come oh. on, dude. The Swedish crepes. Are yeah. The best. Yeah. Get out of here. I hop if you're listening. Yeah, I hop. I love you. Like I'll eat there every day. If you As the brand ambassador of Waffle House, though, that's my home. That's my home food. No, oh, well. I'm back on the East Coast. Man, I go in there and tear up Waffle House. Oh, many a times have I been fucked up in a Waffle House. <laughs> I don't think you ever go to Waffle House and not fucked up. Like unless you're a little kid like me. No, I like travel, man. Yeah. It's, if I want a hot meal, I don't want McDonald's or yeah. fast food. It's the it's the best right off the road. Oh yeah. Waffle House is great for after church. It's great for when you're by yourself or when you're drunk. It's the places when you're 24 hours, you service the whole day. Yeah. 
And that could have been a one cycle of a day. You get a one for breakfast, the one for the after church, and then when they're you're drunk all on Sunday. Yeah, and see, I'm more of an IHOP girl compared to Waffle House, but yeah. Well, they're out the here, thing. so IHOP yeah, is a choice out here. Yeah. My hair is so soft. See, in Texas, just has both. We also have water burgers too for your twenty-four hour. Fan. Oh, water burger! Um, like the spicy honey ke- butter chicken biscuit. Oh yeah, and or spicy ketchup, or the oh. spicy jalapeno cheddar biscuit. Oh, I can't have oh. that, but I'm. Sure oh yeah, because the cheddar. I love jalapenos though. Oh, my hair is too long. What is this? No. Yeah. I look like I'm. I'm in tears for fears. <laughs> or like, um, what was it? Uh, Danzig. You've got the Danzig little, yeah, you guys. Um, oh, Hi, I'm the front man from Mercy. <laughs> My hair, I, I'm going to cut. I'm going to get a cut tomorrow, I guess. Maybe if I have time. It must be so nice to be a dude and be able to get haircuts for a reasonable price. As a woman, just you, you try to go to those cheap places, but no. I used to just be a hair model for this place, but they uh, sold their Santa Monica building, and so I don't get to do that anymore. But that was free. <laughs> but I wish I could find a sneak. I wish I could find a hustle for free haircuts. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about side hustles, man. I know that's me. I'm like, uh, I hate when I have to pay for things like that because I mean that's how I just started dyeing my own hair. But I, I can't be trusted with scissors. I have a bit of a twitch, so I'll just wind up hurting myself. <laughs> or, I don't know, I guess that works on other angles. Works no. for you. And now, a word from our sponsors. Tired of nagging yourself to get a website for your artistic career already? Radportfolios.com creates affordable, custom websites for artists. Use code BRIGHTSIDE. That's one word for half off your website startup. Radportfolios.com, so you can get back to getting booked. I don't know. I like I pretend not to be so vain because I'm I'm very clean as far as my house goes. You're in it. You'll see everything's really I'm a little bit OCD and everything has to be in its place like, you know, whatever. But like when it comes to my personal appearance, I mean, I met you in my fucking pajamas. Like I don't give a fuck except my I mean, hair. I'm wearing half a cloth of leather yeah. shorts. So neither one of us are rich yeah. and real deep in our closet today. Yeah, that's me. I'm like, I, I, I dress up nice when I want to, but I'm pretty fucking lazy. Like, and the, except when it comes to my hair. My hair, like, I've had the same haircut for like 12 years, and I'm not changing. <laughs> it's like, nope, just Jennifer Aniston. Well, I mean, you look great when you're done up, but I mean, like, yeah. I'd rather die if... I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, I'm not... Exactly. Looking at That's me. Pants. That's why I like podcasts. I, I mean, I wouldn't have had makeup on if I didn't have to go get up and do something this morning. And I'm like, ugh. It's like podcasts. I mean, I have to... T- I mean, clearly, I don't even wear clothes. It's like pajamas, no makeup. That's the best part of it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Definitely fun to talk to. Yeah. And as I say, people... As I've told people, just come wretched as hell. Like, it don't matter. We don't even have to take pictures. That's why people need to know why there's not, like, those fancy pictures that other people do with their guests. I'm like, look, usually me and my guests look like we just got hit by a truck. Okay? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm definitely in a relaxed state. Yeah. You're like, not I'm in a photo mood. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, because I feel like people feel more comfortable. Like, and I don't have a producer. Again, I say I do this all on my own, so it's just like, it's whatever. To the 12 people listening now. Yeah. Uh, Whataburger. Yeah. Whataburger if you also work, If one of you works for Whataburger, get them back out west. Yeah. Mail me some spicy ketchup and some gravy. Uh, also send me a jalapeno cheddar biscuit. Yeah. 
Yeah, honey shit. butter chicken biscuit. Oh, yeah, the honey butter oh. chicken biscuit. Man, I went to Chick-fil-A earlier. I've actually eaten Chick-fil-A the past two days. I, I eat Chick-fil-A. Well, because they just there. opened up down the street. Yeah, but that one sucks compared to the Hollywood. Is there a drive-thru? No, and they're kind of dicks. Like, they wouldn't make fries at 9.30 in the morning. How dare they? The huh? one, and I was like, the one in Hollywood does. <laughs> And there was another person asking for them, too. There were two fucking people that want fries. There you go. Two fries. Don't be such an asshole. That's not the Chick-fil-A way. Oh, I tweeted it, and then I felt bad. (laughs) And so I deleted it later. But, yeah, like, I do try not to be such an asshole, but... They're chicken minis. I like how this is a podcast about how the fast food (laughs) has nothing to do with goals or a bright side. The bright side of the fast food breakfasts. Yeah, 90% of this is tangents. Um, and uh, Chick-fil-A comes up quite a bit. They really should sponsor this podcast. I mean, all the, honestly, you just have to give me free food, and that saves you a lot of money. <laughs> I'll sing your, I'll sing your praises. No. I don't care how many gays you hate on. Yeah, like, The Good Place, do you watch that? Uh, I have. Yeah, like, this season, they had one of the best jokes, like, and because it's a really well-written show, but, like, the uh, they were explaining how, like, being a human uh, morality is so complicated nowadays and all this. And it was like, yeah, because like there's this chicken sandwich, and it's so good. But if you eat it, you hate gay people? <laughs> 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 it's the truth. Yeah. It's, it's like, such a soul. It's such a wang of the soul just for a tasty, buttery chicken sandwich. Dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, those chicken sandwiches... Said with her Texas accent. Yeah. I don't care how many gays they got to burn in hell. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Mama's going to get her num-nums. Yep. Mm, you, that, sound that, like, like you sounded like one of my family members. Yeah. I know I did. Yeah. I've been to yeah. Texas. Yeah. Look, Chris, you get out of here, girl. <laughs> Cut the mouths of me one more time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, smack, smack me to the moon. Oh, sorry. Like... Oh, domestic violence jokes, guys. They're like, not they used funny. To be all the rage. I'm taking an extra tea for Oh that. yeah, feel free. No, I'm just I'm penalizing you. Yeah. You know, for for just I don't like for domi- just all like I all was a victim of cute. domestic uh, a domestic flight. Uh, to dom- <laughs> just, like, <laughs> You're a victim off. of a domestic flight? I'm like, I feel like we've all been there, buddy. Ah, dude, I, I <laughs> speaking of tangents. <laughs> I just booked uh, Spirit, man. The Spirit flight was decently cheap. But yeah. then I paid fifty one more dollars to get the big, uh, big front seat. Yeah, because that's the thing is it's so small. That's really the only reason I don't like it. But I will say the flight attendants on Spirit are often Spirit and Southwest have the best flight attendants. I'll just say because well, once you nice. get the bigger seat, yeah. and like you buy all the extra shit, it's a regular flight. Yeah, and that's why I don't buy shit. Like I, I bring like, my tablet. I watch. It's a, I, the thing is, it's only a three hour flight. Yeah. I know, I always watch movies and stuff, but I usually, like, if I don't have, like, the free stuff on Delta or whatever, I'll just watch something wildly inappropriate, like True Blood, to make the other people around me uncomfortable with all the sex and nudity. Because I just think that's right. Who hurt you? What age, like, did they really put a dent in that psyche of yours? No, uh, yeah, like... Someone. A long time. Like, someone. my dad. Tinkered. <laughs> you know? yeah. And that wire early on. Funny. Yeah, well, what do you watch? You don't watch inappropriate things or, like, Ash? Or I actually uh, don't like having erections yeah. uh, on a plane. What I like to do is, <laughs> listen up, folks, is I like to eat at least a half dozen to eight hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> oh, basically, you just like to I, fart up the plane. And I basically weaponize the hard-boiled eggs. 
and I get on there oh. and I just see what happens. Sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes oh. I just eat the eggs and I digest them. Sometimes my stomach goes, oh, poop, 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 poop. Oh, I watch basically vampire porn, and that's bad. You fart up the plane, and that's okay. So that vampire porn cool. is basically just a lot of neck stuff, right? It's a lot of regular sex with neck stuff. Yeah, like, well, and it's just a TV show that I just recently rewatched, and it really, you know, hurt my productivity levels, but it's wonderful. Um, but yeah, I just call true blood vampire porn, because that's what it is. But yeah, a lot of neck stuff, you know, a lot of, like, you know, possessive, as I say. Clearly you're seeing I'm a damaged child. <laughs> oh, it's okay, dude. Yeah. I'm like, we wouldn't be comedians if we're not. Because the handful I've met where I'm like, why are you here? They don't normally last because you really had to have a fucked up childhood to be in this business and deal with the fact that it's still pretty fucked up. Well, this business is just tough, and I think unless yeah. you come from a similar background, yeah, you're thick skinned and ready for it. Otherwise, it could be quite crushing. Yeah. Got a lot of bobbleheads. Yeah, my little pops. I collect them. I got one. Which one? Big Lebowski. Oh, cool. Yeah. The dude. Yeah, I love collecting those. But I'm like, I had to like really stop, except like my last one was Al Bundy, because he's like my favorite TV show character ever. But, and I would like to get That show had so many damn jokes in it per, like, per episode. And they're all just so mean. They're so funny, though. Yeah. and two, I hate when people want to call the show sexist. I'm like, you are aware that show was primarily written and directed by women. And like, I know that. Amanda Bear, uh, Marcy, directed a lot of the episodes, wrote a lot of them, and then there were several other women on the writing staff, and often the ones... And because, too, I've always found it ironic that growing up, Kelly and Peggy were not who you're supposed to be. But that's how every girl looks now, and you're just like, wow. We really- yeah, like... The whole point, these people are trash. Yeah. They're devoid of, like, people get mad at Seinfeld now. I'm like, no, these are people that are written as trash. Yeah. Like, Seinfeld, they're all extreme narcissists. narcissists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of them needed some, I mean, like, just, you know, shitheads that grew up in a city. Yeah. Where the hell did this get wet? I don't know. <laughs> that's how the porno started. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude. Uh, I miss Married with Children. I know. Like, that's still one of my favorite shows. I have, like, the complete series, but it's also on Hulu now. Like, um, yeah, because then I don't have to get up and put it in. Um, <laughs> he just said that's what she said. See, on this podcast, we say all sorts of horrible things. I do that quite a bit, so feel free to huh. be yourself. Um, yeah, it was one of my favorite shows as a kid. I used to let. No, ma'am. Oh, yeah, the no ma'am stuff is hilarious. Like, because that was even, to me, Married with Children just kept getting better as a show. Like, even in that last season, it was, like, still tip-top shape. Like. Well, I mean, it just, it's, they had a great formula. Yeah. You know? Yeah, all the characters were horrible. That's why you loved them. Because in the beginning, like, Marcy was kind of, like, innocent and not as bad. Like, but I loved that they made her the money-grubbing, like, you know, feminist that was Al's foil. Because to me, Al and Marcy were, like, the best people to play off of. Like, their yeah. interactions were so funny. All the, I mean, he, the funny thing is, how can you call someone a chicken 500,000 times? Yeah. And, and every time, kills it. Yeah, every time. It's funny. What's wrong? The hands are upset. Yeah, I recently... His delivery? Yeah. I mean, oh. I recently watched all of it again, and I'm like, ugh, every time. And I could watch it over and over. That and... um. 
after that was that 70s show on Fox for me. That, that show. Me and my brother loved. He yeah, loved I watched the first handful, a couple yeah. seasons, and then after that, I pretty much, I lost interest. Yeah. Like, it, it towards the end, like, the, when they did some stuff, like, the Hyde's dad stuff was really funny. Um, but yeah, like some of the other things towards the end. Well, the cast started jumping ship. Yeah, that was the thing is when Topher and Ashton left, it just wasn't the same. So I get why they ended it. With Married with Children, it could have kept going. I was surprised that they had canceled it. But it it is sometimes good for things to go out on a high note and not really, you know, like Breaking Bad. It's like, yep, we planned it. That's what's happening. This is This is the script. Yeah. Yeah. And the craziest girlfriend's doing that too because some shows just linger on and on and on. I feel like The Office didn't get stale. I, yeah, the, because like I've rewatched it, and I mean, there's episodes where I still laugh my ass off. The Office, the American Office, is something that I didn't really get into. I think in the beginning, I really liked Michael, but I didn't really like the other characters. Now, like the, some of the more like Creed and Kelly were funny because they were so horrible. But, and I actually knew someone like Dwight. So, like, this character was very real to me. But I just hated Jim and Pam. And I think that's what drew a lot of people in. And I was just like, nah. Like, because they're kind of horrible. And not in, like, the funny horrible way. Like, they they were horrible, but then they tried to tell us that we were supposed to like them. And I don't like when shows do that. Like, Why is Jim horrible? Oh, Jim was a shitty boyfriend to Karen, who was way cooler. Because I love Rashida Jones. That's one of my girl crushes. So, and two, she was playing video games and was the cool, manly girl, like, and so much more like me. And Pam's the basic-ass bitch. And two, it's pretty pathetic how in love he was with Pam, who was nobody. And I, I just didn't like that. And two, Jim, he was kind of, like, shitty because of his love of Pam. He would often be crappy to people in a way. And two, it's like... Messing with Dwight's funny, but there were several times where they totally crossed the line with him, and it's like... Eh, you know what, though? Yeah, and it's like, no, they were pretty bad. Like and Dwight brought on most of that shit, though. Yeah, as you say, I knew someone very much like him. We even lived on his ranch in, like, a shack at one point, and it's just like, well, that that's Duffy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. But yeah. The Office, I feel like I, so many people loved it so much... I feel like I need to rewatch it, but it is like I just Jenna Fisher's voice irritates me. Yeah, it's nothing personal, but it's that's something. weird. I listened to her uh, yeah. her book on acting. It's actually really yeah. good. Yeah, as I say, nothing gets her personally, but yeah, I just have those weird tics of like I don't know. But it's it's just gets on. You're saying this is not doing anything for you. <laughs> Your hair, yeah. Your Danzig hairdo. <laughs> But yeah, I feel like if you bought high collars on me, I could be like a statesman from the 1800s. <laughs> father's going yeah. to, to the meeting. To me, my father. Over me and my brother, we always go, Post Waddington, the soft cockney voice. Oh, God. But um, yeah, The Office, I must need to rewatch it because I'm always open to new ideas. It's just like, but I feel like The Office and Seinfeld are two things that a lot of people like that I'm just like, I thought it was okay. Like, I don't think I related as much as some other people to it. But that's why I do think sometimes with people, it's like, if you've never worked at an office and you don't know these types of people, or you're not Jewish and from New York and you like Seinfeld, I'm a little like, yeah, I don't know. How do you relate to this? Because, um, yeah, How I Met Your Mother to me was way better than The Office. And Parks and Rec, you know, being from, you know, same team almost. Uh, Parks and Rec to me was a far better show. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I think they're both equally great shows. Yeah. You know, because I mean, 
I'm trying to think of what 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 did uh that mockumentary style before the office. Yeah. Like they really... yeah, it was like that was pretty like new and indifferent. And like but it is one of those things that as much as I enjoy Parks and Rec <laughs> I, it, it's one of those things that I still don't get why that device was used. Uh, Modern I'm, Family does it too. Yeah, Modern Family does it, and it is. And they never talked about it again. Yeah. They did the pilot, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, and then they did it. And I mean, it just it gave them a reason to why they were there. Yeah. Instead of just starting out, that's how it is. Yeah, and two, I can kind of see stuff like maybe in the beginning or like you know an exposition, but I'm like, as a style, like. I feel like I don't want to see another show like that unless it's sort of like like a burning love where it's making fun of The Bachelor and they do something. I mean, like Parks that. and yeah. Rec uh, isn't mockumentary style. Yeah, it, it's just a single cam. They there are some mockumentary moments in it. It's not quite as many, but yeah, they do have some. Well, I mean, in the sense yeah. of like uh, they were filming a documentary in the office. That's what it was. Yeah, you know, because uh, the asides like everyone would make to the camera, you don't see yeah. that in Parks and Rec at all. Yeah, there's some where they're talking to the camera. Yeah. It's not as prevalent as The Office, but yeah, it was on there. Hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because that was what I always thought was weird. Because, <laughs> and I, and two, I feel like they want to give each actor a point of view, which is this, the reason I see for it. But yeah, it's one of those things that it's like, I think we need to try something new. Unless it really is a documentary. <laughs> Did you see Fire Fizzle Festival? Speaking of... No, but I've heard so much about uh, it. It's in the fun. Memes. Yeah. It's really fun. And the Ted Bundy's really good, too. Yeah, I've watched the Ted Bundy tapes. Of course you have. So yeah. <laughs> of course you have. Oh, yeah, Ted Bundy. I'm more of a Dahmer girl, but, you know, because the cannibalism, and he's more of a nerdy type I'm into. Bundy's a little too much like my dad. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We talk about how sexy serial killers are on here a lot. Yeah. One of the, that's a goal. Like, as you want to fuck, you fuck yourself up? No, I just mean I, I would, you know, my namesake, I'm actually named after Lucretia Borgia, the first female serial killer. So, um, yeah, if uh, comedy doesn't work out, I'll be the next Barry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't kill nobody, please. Well, as I say. This is this is your you know my goal, people. Hey, comedy should work out because my other career path with this name, it's like I either have to be famous or infamous. Kind of sounds like a porn star's name. Yeah, Lucretia Lion, but like a black porn star. <laughs> I have no opinion on that. Yeah, it's like my name is Black. Everybody knows it. Oh, well, I want your Dyson Air uh, fan. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like a heater and a fan. It was whenever I didn't have central heat and air, I had to get that. There are places here in LA, guys, that don't have central heat and air, which is why I have like a fireplace and a Dyson fan. But yeah, my old apartment in Hollywood, yeah. uh, it had a box unit AC in the living room, nothing in the bedroom. Oh, yeah, basically, and what I would do is, uh, for turn the heat on, I would have to turn it on like an hour before I wanted my room warm. I, I mean, uh -huh. I own I uh, uh, two space heaters now. I just bought space heaters. And I just, now I just put them in my room before I want to go to bed and toast that son of a bitch up. We don't run yeah. the AC or uh, heat now in my apartment. I live with three other guys, and we don't touch that thing. It stays off. And yeah, because those, you know, are so expensive. That's why I tell people. I'm like, 
these like uh, electric fireplaces are way better. Like you know, they're a little bit safer than space heaters too. Like you know, and like this one like is an entertainment center and stuff. Like so, it was like four hundred and fifty bucks like for the whole thing at Home Depot. But, yeah, shout out Home Depot. Um, but yeah, there's like really cheap like wall units fireplaces that you can get are that are pretty nice off like Wayfair for like 40 bucks that really a bit heat because like really I, I actually I had another one when I had a, a different place and yeah it's it worked really well it melted my candy that I when I fell asleep with it on <laughs> no not that candy it was um luckily it wasn't weed candy it was it was okay. uh, some sweet tarts that I had a buttload of from an event so it wasn't as heartbreaking Mm -hmm. My sweet tarts. Yeah. It was these weird sweet tart gummies, and we had so oh, many of them. Man. Yeah, from this uh, Nightmare Before Christmas event at the bowl. But, yeah. It was good candy. <laughs> I love candy. I was going to say, we love food. But, yeah, so, like, goal setting. Um, yeah, and let's get back on that. <laughs> I mean, I just basically, I, I mean, I write down what I got to get done each day. Yeah. Like, to-dos. I always set like personal and then career goals for the year, and it's fun finding that sheet of paper and seeing mm -hmm. what I accomplished or what I adjusted. Oh, so you're like a handwritten guy too, like Adam Carolla, who's my hero. Always talks about the buck slips and writing it down and how much better that is for you. Michael Mann does it. I mean, so yeah, that's that's a good way of doing it. It's like literally just writing write it down. down. Write down what the fuck you want. Like, yeah, what, you know, I have my goals for the year, and then just go after them. That gives you a clear path of the ten things. You know. And I put down things that are realistic, not just like, I want to catch a shooting star. No, it's like, I want, these are the things in my career I want to happen this year. So, you know, and then you look back after five years of goal setting and goal achieving and go, well, shit, I've climbed a mountain. Yeah. And it's, the small goals are just as important as the big one. because It all with, builds. Yeah. It all builds. And two, what was it? The Naked Man on um, How I Met Your Mother said, like, you know, you really have to think about what you want to do in your life. And everything from now on has to be serving that goal. And, you know, and if it's not, you kind of have to get rid of it. And, you know, whether it's, you know, getting rid of, like, you know, toxic friendships or just maybe friendships that are, you know, draining on one end or another. But when you're really working at achieving these goals, a lot of it is sacrifice. And I think that's where some people fall off. Oh. Well, yeah, if you're not willing to put the hours in that someone is, I mean, if you're not willing to put the hours in that someone won't, then you're not going to get better than them. You're just going to yeah. start lapping people. And, too, like, you really have to often take breaks because that's one thing that people forget a lot too is like the grind is one thing and I know plenty of people that work really hard but not so smart and you're just like you just wish they would listen and step back sometimes because it's like I see you really working at this one thing but this one thing isn't really working out and the only way to really see from another side maybe what you need to change or maybe you need to go a different direction is to take a break and step back and be like, hey, you know, how is this serving this end goal? Or, or how, you know, how is this really Also, hang out with people that are just a little bit more successful than you. Yeah, and, that, and that's... So you can, have, you can have an idea of what to expect when you make those moves, you know? And just hang out with successful people, too. Stop. Don't be... I mean, that's just... That should be a goal is to just, like you said, have the best people in your life to better your life. Yeah, because I feel like so many people in this business don't want to hang out with people, really. Like, they like to be seen with them to advance themselves, but they don't, 
they typically want to be the best of their friends and it's just like no i want i don't want to be the lead you know the one who's the most successful because how am i supposed to learn anything from other people and it's like i don't want just a bunch of yes men around me or people that just think this is cool no for sure yeah absolutely yeah you want people around you that you can learn from and you know vice versa i mean you want to also be able to teach people too because that helps you as well yeah 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 because i feel like sometimes i learn more when i you know i'm mentoring people and stuff yeah so yeah and i think it goes both ways but yeah i i know it is more comfortable sometimes to hang back with people you've known for a while and there's nothing to say that you can't be around these people but when you're looking at your career you really have to be around certain people here and it's just the way that it is yeah man yeah. the circle company you keep yeah the company is like <laughs> sharpening a knife it's like company you keep yeah no it's the truth man you hang out and Nine broke motherfuckers, you're going to be the tenth. I like that. Hang out with nine broke motherfuckers, you'll be the tenth. Because, see, it's like Adam... Uh, sorry, I like to refer to Papa Adam all the time. Yeah, I get it's how you masturbate, too. Yeah. I understand. Um, no, it's funny. Everyone thinks I'm attracted to them. No, I think of Adam more like my dad, who really taught me stuff instead of, you know, my And there lies dad. a weirder fetish. No, I'm like, I, I'm like not sexually attracted to Adam at all. Now, Dr. Drew, on the other hand... Who is Who isn't? No. I know. It's like everybody wants to bang Drew. There's just something about him. And I think because I kind of like a little pussy boy, even though like you still want him to look like a man like Dr. Drew, but like he's kind of a puss. And I feel like Adam and I would kind of be like two men. I mean, which is fine, you know, if you're into that. But A lot of docking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like Adam said, you know, when he met Jimmy, he knew that was a relationship he needed to foster. Jimmy Kimmel. And this was long before, because Adam was actually more successful before Jimmy Kimmel in the long run. But Jimmy was on K-Rock as Jimmy the sports guy. And it was like, you know, getting, you know, the constantly trying to get in there and, and do, you know, character work and things like that is. And you, you sort of realize when you meet those people. And what I've seen with certain people is like, when they don't seem to recognize fostering those relationships of people that are above them you kind of see that they're probably not going to make it. And you hate to say it like people above you, but that's how business works, is there are people that are in better positions than you. And you need to foster that relationship. Because guess what? Yeah, you need them more than you. Place, you can genuinely like someone that also can help your career. They're, they're, yeah. not, they're not mutually exclusive. Now, if you're a suck-ass, eating ass on someone that's a terrible human, that's on you. Yeah. And it's one of that's those... That's how you got to sleep. Yeah, and it's one of those things that it's like, you know, you hate to be like that, but it really is about, you know, fostering these relationships. And it amazes me how many people, it's like, God, have they just, you know, done the work and not been such an asshole? You'd still be working with them and they could be more successful, but they didn't understand that who held the cards at that point. And that, that is one of the, you know, ways of setting goals in this business because it's like, you know, I want to work with Adam. And, like, yeah, I have, you know real life go you know, I mean because I've met him we he's watched my stand-up giving me notes I mean things like that and but these take time I mean yeah there's 10 other people like me or more like doing that same thing but if I keep on it you keep me up <laughs> yeah 420 no I said there's 20 people oh 20 no, yeah I'm kidding <laughs> I'm like I'm here 420 huh <laughs> right 
I've got like, 15 more minutes, by the way, before oh, I okay. take off, just to give you a heads up. Yeah, cool. People listening yeah. at home, I got places I gotta go. I know, yeah, you're you're like a busy comedian. Like, you legit work. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's my job. Yeah. That's how I pay my bills. Yeah, which is nice, because that's what we all want to do is the goal. Like, you know, like, I want to pay the bills with this podcast, guys, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> Join Patreon today. <laughs> I still- I'll send you nudes. Me talking. <laughs> if you join the yeah, Patreon... sorry, guys. You're not getting those. You could have some sexually lingerie pictures of me back when I was a model, but... <laughs> Google them. Yeah. I'll send them to y'all. <laughs> that's funny. I'm like, those are published places, so I'm like, man, you can get those. I'll sign it. And I'm that's like, that's hilarious. a good idea. That's. A, and I was like, I should do a Patreon, and I could probably get people, creepy people, to buy those, because yeah. I don't care. Just, like, why can't someone just admire... Well, yeah, not everybody's going to be creepy, I guess, but, you know, whatever. But, yeah, so, yeah, you're actually making your living in comedy. You're not still having to, you know, sell drugs or clap for money or do brand ambassador work. or These are the things. Well, <laughs> I, I will say this. I The stripping yeah. is something I can't walk away from. Yeah, the money's too good, isn't it? I'll just get on that pole. Yeah. You know, my Dude, dad was a Don't feel bad. No one can, I just typed in your name. No one can find you. Who, me? How do you spell your name? L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. Yep. Nope. You're on, like, you're on Google. I'm like four pages deep. No, I'm all over Google if you spelled it right. Because, yeah, like there's... L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N. Yeah. Man, I can like Google, man. I'm all over it. Yeah, like know, normal like, oh, photos, no. there's not one single one of you anything, anything. Oh, you went to look up those pictures of me? <laughs> oh my well, just because most people think they're, they're like on the front page, like I've Googled myself and it's taken me forever to find yeah. like, anything I would consider. Oh no, as I say, like most of the stuff, when I Google me, I'm like, everything's good. Like there's apparently people selling some yoga photos of me on Amazon. I just wish I could make money off of them since what they're charging. But, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I don't know where those photos are. But, yeah, yeah I mean, it was more like a women's you, brand. You don't got to worry about that. You don't got to worry about that. Yeah, it's like... Everybody's always worried about their, themselves being on the internet somewhere deep and the, the, the cockles. I'm like, man... No, I'm like, they're fun. tasteful. They were for a woman's brand and women photographers. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> I have a whole disc over here I found of them. Yeah, I, I'm not really. I don't think. I don't think I've done anything that I'm ashamed of, to be honest. Like on camera. No, just in general. Like I don't really well, I've have done a shame gland. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I okay. just don't. I You're a sociopath. I'm yeah, scared. Please I just don't help. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> like the door just locked. Me. The door just locked. Like we're both sitting down. The door locked by itself. <laughs> Please. I'm at thirty-six hundred. Nothing Avenue. <laughs> Not listing. Well, I'm like, yeah, there's so much security. I mean, I basically have said the, the joke name of this apartment. I'm like, I don't care. Again. Come on down people. to Cokewood. Yeah, Cokewood. You get a free eight ball when you re-sign a lease. Uh, man, then I'm definitely going to re-sign. <laughs> oh, um, God, where are we going with this before there was drug jokes again? Uh, yeah, like, so you're legit making a living in comedy, which, was that a goal of yours you met? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just mm -hmm. get on the road as much as I can and just get to where I can pay my bills. 
Yeah, I've been watching Crashing. I'm on, like, season two. Like, did you do the DACA thing to do the colleges, or? They call it DACA on the show? Yeah, like, the, like, you know, to get NACA's the real name. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I've done NACA's before. I've done APCA's. Yeah. Um, a lot of colleges want either more famous guys or more diverse comedians. Maybe it was NACA. Uh, DACA is something else. DACA, I think, is where they take the kids. Yeah, that was me. I was like, wait, I think you're right when you're like, it's NACA. And I was like, yeah, and I like legit watched that last night. But I'm like, yeah, DACA is something else. Yeah, that's... But yeah, so you did that. That's cool. Because I was like, this is like real stuff because I've met other people who did that. Yeah, Yeah. I've watched Crashing. I'm like, this is my life. I don't want to watch my life. Yeah. And then that's sort of the thing is sometimes I'm like, this is too real. (laughs) But, um, yeah, like, and and that's the thing, though, is it, it is a grind, and it is a lot of working for free, well, especially, or being, I mean, paying to work, yeah. Especially, like, where I'm at now, it's like, I have some enough credits to let me headline a decent amount of rooms, and it's like, until I get the bigger credit, I can't take that next step. And it's like, you have to get that, then, yeah. then my asking price goes up, then a different set of problems come in, where it's like, not only do I have to be funny as shit, but shit, now I have to, I'm asking for... F- X amount a week. Yeah. I now have to sell. I have to hit that number. Otherwise, they just won't have me back. It's just, it's not, we don't like you. We don't think you're not funny. You ask for 7000 this weekend and we just didn't make enough to justify you. Yeah. I mean, that's why a lot of people resort to bringing out the theaters themselves and selling it that way. Well, because you, yeah. you just, you're just guaranteed to make what you make. Yeah. You know, and that's what people. And I mean, realize. honestly, yeah. The moment I I can do more uh, independent booking, I'm going to just because I prefer to just I'm, I'm just better at that myself. Yeah, and, and I can also hire that out. I can hire someone. I can hire a tour manager. I don't mind giving up a portion of money, just to make my life easier. Yeah, exactly. Because some people are really good. Because you can, you know, sweeten the people are if they're good at talking, they'll get the theater down. Probably do like. You know, drink specials, things like that. And that's what people don't realize is a lot of it. Is like, you know, more of these things are going into everybody doing it themselves. Renting out the theater, getting catering and stuff in there and everything. And, you know, comedy clubs sadly isn't where comedy is thriving as much anymore. Yeah. Well, it's just the internet's allowed people to do it wherever they want. Like, they've allowed people to, or allowed comedians to book in the, usually the clubs with the gatekeepers. Yeah. Now, I don't give a shit. If I can get 50 people in a room and charge $20 a head, I made $1,000. Exactly. That's more so than I make sometimes in a yeah. weekend. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so old. No, you're cold? Oh. No, I said I'm so old. No, you're so old. I do not want to go to Ventura tonight. But oh, I... no. Yeah, that's the thing is, why don't you talk about your show? I have a show this tonight. will be out next week. But yeah. I have a show in Ventura. The guy's cool, though, because I told him I'm going up and doing like a lot of new stuff. I'm not... Yeah. Like, whatever your expectation of me is, throttle it back. Because I'm purposely doing a lot of newer, like, just raw shit. Which is good. I mean, I, I want yeah, I just, comedy to get back to that place where people are less rehearsed, like, that I've seen. I mean, like, well, I mean, I'm yeah. doing this now so mm. I can get to where I sound yeah. where it's just rehearsed. It's, it's, where it's just perfect, yeah. Yeah, because like, I want to I record my second album, like, in May or June. So, <sighs> back at you. Do you have any upcoming shows in March and beyond you want to plug on here? Yeah, I'll be in uh, Montreal at the Comedy Nest, March 7th, 8th, 9th. I'll be at the Blue Room Comedy Club in Springfield, Missouri, uh, March 
122. I'll be at Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Uh, the weekend between those two weeks, I just said. I don't know what those are. 17, 14, yeah. 15, some shit like that. Yeah, 14, 15. Which is nice. Make yeah. A decent little... Good march. Good march of money. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, which, you know, that's all we're all trying to do is make money. Well, it's like... Because, I, like, I, I, and I feel bad sometimes doing shows, like, like a Ventura show, that, less than a month away from my other one. But, like, I wouldn't do the material I'm doing tonight in Ventura Harbor at that club. I bring... Like, when you do comedy clubs, you do paid venues. Fucking bring your A shit. Yeah. Go up there and dazzle and, like, find bars... That'll let you run your shit and run your new stuff. And I want to get to the point where the club is where I try new stuff out because I'm doing theaters. Like, that's that, yeah. that gradual up the ladder chain to keep moving. I just want people to love me. <laughs> that's why we're all here, right? <laughs> yep. And this has been another episode of The Bright Side. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so as we're winding down, since I know you've got to get to that show, uh, where can they keep up the conversation with you on social media? Uh, you can reach me. My cell mm-hmm. is uh, 214-557. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't complete that, because everybody knows where I'm from. No, no, all my stuff. I just thought it was funny. Uh, everything on my social media is at Chris Cope Comedy. My website is chriscopecomedy.com. Twitter is at Chris Cope Comedy, and Instagram is, you guessed it. Yeah, Chris Cope Comedy. Yeah, and since I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys, you can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. See you next Tuesday. Have you ever wanted all your questions and cannabis answered? Have you ever wanted to hear, you get some weed, you get some weed, you get some weed? Well, that's what Dopra is here to do. Yes, that's right, Dopra, the Oprah of weed, coming soon.